What does it mean to relent? What does it mean to give up or to leave your power behind in order for another person to have a certain sort of victory? Now, as far as I know, that is one of the worst feelings ever. Basically, it means that whoever it is that you are in maybe an argument or making a decision with now seems to have had one over you and i know for sure that a lot of us over here would not like that now there's something that i love which is a bit unrelated to this topic but all those that know me know that i love period pieces meaning i love movies and books set in um older age different age from where we are now because i love to see different timings different ways of processing i didn't exist there it fascinates me don't kill me for that but what one thing i loved about these period pieces was the the plot line of like the tension the conflict where one person going after the other may be good against evil and now there's a pursuit for there to be actually victory and you'd see these good guys passing through the dirt and doing everything that they can and evil is striking back as hard as they can and it's like back and forth back and forth until one is the ultimate victor and in that case imagine watching a movie where now you have to lose or step down or the thing is not actually going the way you would want it to it's the worst feeling ever now relating this to us i'd like you to take a minute and pause and think of a time in your life where you had yourself having to not win or not have something go your way especially when you wanted it to how did it feel like did you let it go were you easily able to let it go or did it come to a point where you struggled <laughs> and didn't allow that victory to pass you by whether it came at any cost now i want you to just stay thinking about that make up think about those scenarios in your mind as i welcome you on today's episode of the podcast the zoe life podcast also known as the life of the kingdom the zoe life podcast and i am your host tiffany zoe now people of god the question is honestly how does it feel to lose or how does it feel like to feel like you're not on top me for one a lot of people that know me know that I can be very strong-minded and strong-willed if I'm going to put it very nicely sometimes. Why? Because um, maybe not the wise, but just because I can be. And I came to realize that it's a form of way that I have to be able to keep my thoughts in a particular order keep my life in a particular order and to um, prevent people from having a bit of control on my life which is like i said that is a me thing maybe that's not you that's not your story maybe but i realized that it's a thing that i tend to do 
and it worked for me and like i said you see this thing happening all around governments fighting for control um people groups fighting for control animals fighting for control everybody just wants to sit on top why because nobody wants to be the one that is not calling the shot especially on their own life because why would you want to call the shots like or why would you sorry not want to call the shots it means that someone is dictating to you and it takes a special kind of um how should i say subduance and quote submission to be able to sit back and let someone say okay this is what you do this is what you do now when we're growing up it's perfectly acceptable oh your mom could come and tell you go to sleep by 10 and you're sleeping because she's your mom and then in your mind you're like oh my goodness when i grow up do you know what i'm gonna do i'm going to stay awake and then nobody's going to tell me what time to sleep and you think that that is like the ultimate thing because in your mind in your little mind you have now picked up a victory picked up a growth picked up a control picked up a decision now this is a fundamental part of human thinking and the way the earth works in the beginning when god created the earth he created it and put it under the control of man not just because man was perfect no but because man was in the image of him and so when god said let's create man and let man multiply on this earth and let man subdue the earth and cause it to be fruitful it was not in the place of hate for the earth because honestly like just think about it if the earth was personified how would the earth feel like to be subdued but it was for a cause it was for a greater cause that god goes ahead to say okay let the earth be subdued by man now we see something happening where the earth in itself now is falling because of the fall of man because of the snake because of a series of events which i've spoken about a lot of times on this podcast referencing genesis chapter 3 and so now the earth is unruly and so now man has to contend with the earth and man can lose and so now the concept of everything is that man is now in the place where he has to struggle with everything and prove that he is who he's supposed to be you know that macho feeling that comes about when you maybe win an argument or win a fight or win a debate like or we just win anything does full stop with anything man had come into that place where now he had to prove to himself the the creatures and everything that was created that he is who he was made to be even subconsciously so we find ourselves in everything that we do getting to that point where we just want to prove a point yes and as resourceful as you think or I portray to be and so that 
we're showing our force of control. Now the question comes to play. How successful is man in the pursuit of his control? We see a lot of things happening. Like a lot of things happening in this earth where certain things seem out of the control of man. And we ask ourselves this question. So what can we do? For things as helpless as um, say we have, um, let me use an animal. You have pets and your pets die. Maybe even a family member dies. And let's say you're um, a very strong believer and you've been praying for the longest time. Like, okay. But then your your family member still dies. And in that moment, it's like, what was the control over the situation? Like, I thought I could cause my influence to cause this to happen. You feel helpless. And then you begin to ask yourself the question, okay, how much could my power influence? How much could I cause something to happen? How much force could I have exerted to cause the odds to move in a particular way? Then we start to, to, to wonder with ourselves and it begs a question and it begs, it begs a feeling on the inside of us of hopelessness. Even if it's for a little second. Now for some people, they will take the hopelessness to the people around them, have a conversation about it and have it solved. Whether believers or not. Some believers will take the hopelessness to the word of God and ask, okay, so what do we do? Now that is that point of surrender. That is that point of surrender that we all need to come onto. Why is it so necessary now to be able to surrender? And what in the first place is surrender? Why is it necessary for the believer to be able to surrender? Now, there is this word in Greek. In fact, there are several words in Greek and in Hebrew. But there's two words that say that I should consider or want to speak about today. One is parvatidome and the other is ekodos. Now, both of them used in very different contexts speak about very similar things about how the matter of surrender speaks of giving over your power giving over your will being personally involved in setting aside what you want into the hands of another to be handed over or handed down into something now when we have been the ones calling the shot or trying to call the shot or trying to prove the point for the longest time it becomes now the hardest thing to do to be able to surrender or to put what is your will your power your influence your beliefs into the hands of another because there's so much probability there how what is the person going to do with this even if it's information, how is a person going to use it? It becomes something that is scary to all of us. But this is the very same concept that we see running through the Bible. You see certain key biblical characters being able to, or speaking about a matter of surrendering surrendering their will surrendering their lives surrendering their thoughts even up into the hands of god why because now they're saying okay 
There are certain shots that are needed to be called in my life. Certain places that I need to go. Certain things that I know that my power and authority may have not. Let me even use power to be specific, not authority only, or maybe authority too. But I haven't worked up my power to a point, and the authority that I carry in itself is not up to a standard. But there are places I need to go to, the things that I need to do, and I understand that I am under a one that can cause these things to happen. And so in the concept of surrender, we say that we are giving everything that is our faults, our beliefs, our intent, our will, onto the hands of another, delivering it up to a person. Now, in the Greek and Hebrew, you, if you read through the very um, definitions, you realize that it didn't always necessitate to God. But as a believer, we come to the point in our life where we say, okay, Enough is enough with us calling the shots on our own life. There was a plan in the beginning. There was something to be done with us, through us. But because of the fall, this doesn't become possible. And so now, we want to go back onto that very standard of what God had for us as human beings. And so we say that we surrender, give back our lives onto the one who moves the end from the beginning. He is the one that is aware of the long timing. Yes, this doesn't mean being unaware. And I always tell, I always say this thing on the podcast that um, trusting in God's timing is not being unaware of what He has for us. Trusting God's timing is spending so much time with God that you begin to be aware of His ways. You begin to be aware of His thoughts and His intentions for you. And so now you come onto the place where you are able to trust and give down or lay down your life because you know that the God that you're serving is capable of redirecting it. And that's how come Jesus Christ said that, okay, I'm the good shepherd. I can lay down my life and pick it up again. Why? Because he had come to the point of trust enough to lay down his will, his own will, his whole mind, his own intentions onto the feet of the Father. He could lay it down. The sense of control, that sense of wanting to be on top, that sense of always wanting to have our faculty, and that's how our soul works. The soul, the will, the mind and emotions is constantly fighting to be on top of things. Because to lose your mind, as is said in the scriptures, not even only in the scriptures, but even to lose your mind physically or as defined in English, what we know means you're going mad so how do i relate that sense of i'm losing my wits into surrendering unto god the question is what does it mean to surrender unto god surrendering unto god is giving up everything everything that is your whole being and laying it at the feet of the father saying god this is me as you created me reform me take my mind take my will take my emotions and use it to your pleasing you are it's like think about it like i said i was making reference to these period pieces when a um, a country or um maybe a town is captured when you look at certain usages of the word deliver 
or like surrender, sorry, in the Bible, you realize that it's linked to deliver. And they explain it in the way, which is the Echodos. They explain it in the way of actually having, like the way a country, the town is like now taken over by someone. It's put into somebody else's hands. And so now we're saying that I'm taking everything that I am, even intentionally. By virtue of my knowing who God is, and I'm committing all of that into his hands. My thoughts, my intentions, my lifestyle, all of that. And it's hard. It's difficult because how do you contend with losing all that you are? Losing what is your thoughts or it feels like you're losing. But in actuality, if you think about it, you're not. But in the process of surrender, it feels like you are letting go of the reins of your own life. It's like a horse. Riding a horse and not having the reins on it anymore. The horse can go on fully. And the other truth of the matter, if we actually really look into the core of this whole, whole we realize that we're scared. Human beings are scared. We are scared to be able to trust God fully. And I say this not in a condescending way. I say this in a very truthful way. Because it is scary. It is scary to put your hands in, or your life in the hands of another. Even if it's an all-powerful God. It becomes scary. It becomes scary when we don't know. Or we don't have enough knowledge about who it is that is guiding us. Because we look around and we see our experiences, we see our thoughts, we see the things that are happening around us and it becomes, okay, what if this is to happen to me? What if I put my hands or my life in the hands of a God who, in case some stuff bad can happen, then what happens to me? And that's where people come up with the saying of, oh, you never know tomorrow. You find Christians saying this, or you don't know tomorrow, so just be careful. Why? Because it is hard to surrender. It's hard to trust. But surrender has everything to do with trust. Surrendering has everything to do with faith. It does. In surrendering, or in trust, and in hope, we're saying that we are, with our belief, forming a cord that's how the Hebrew man explains it. One of the definitions of hope It's like a cord that is connected to one end or a post and you have the cord in your hand and that there's a tension. So it's being pulled. Like think about it. Like you've tied a rope onto a post and you're holding one end and you're pulling really hard. There's an expectation that's connected or like there's a tension that's connected to the post by virtue of you pulling. That is hope. And so when they describe hope, they're saying that you have an eye or a hand on the end by virtue of what you're holding. And so when we surrender, we surrender in to the word that God has said for us. And so how do I, the question is, if you ask me, how do I surrender? Or how do you get supposed to surrender? You spend so much time with the word of God that it becomes your reality. And that it becomes easy to let go of what is your essence, that you may pick up the very essence of God for you. For all of us see we're going to continuously struggle for power and position and it can go on and on for centuries that is how the, this has been the narrative of the earth 
for centuries the power grabs but there is a god that wants to reorder everything and that is the one that we believers must surrender on to surrender our families and how do you surrender your family you speak unto you for your generations in prayer that their lives may be connected unto the very one who knows the end that is surrender and so yes even though it is uncomfortable as i started with in the beginning how does it feel like to lose how does it feel like to to feel like at the end of or the losing end of a, a debate or an argument in the christian life it is not just losing it's setting that aside your ego setting aside your beliefs and picking up the very belief of the one who knows the end that you may also know the end that is the point of surrender and so we surrender in our day-to-day activities we surrender in worship we surrender in our thoughts in our physicalities we put up our desires to him saying that okay yes these are the things that i am but there's something better that you have for me and that is what i'm going to pick up and trust me your life will never be the same after that never be the same it's a process a day-to-day thing day-to-day thing so god bless you so much for listening to today's episode today we've been speaking about the matter of surrender and if you would like to know more like to um know more about um these words that this the greek and hebrew as i have been mentioning in today's episode you can make use of this resource the bible hub bible hub excellent resource for studying the bible bible hub yes or if you have an android um, you can use my sword and this is not a paid ad and it's so helpful so helpful so god bless you all for coming and listening to today's episode on the zoe life podcast this has been your host tiffany zoe and i hope that you have been blessed have an amazing weekend everybody cheers